Our text this morning is the, um, the gospel reading in Luke 10. Um, just uh, want to go back to uh, the, the last couple verses. Uh, the Lord said to her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. This is our text. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, I don't know if you've had this experience, but I, I have probably on too many occasions. I remember um, uh, there, there were times back in my Coast Guard days when uh, people told me that I had to do some certain things. The problem was what they were telling me to do was wrong. <laughs> uh, and um, uh, and uh, sometimes it was even deadly dangerous what they wanted me to do. And unfortunately, I wasn't always aware of this. So I walked right down the track into uh, really bad places sometimes. Um, it, there's a good thing in that. Um, it made me more careful about when I was uh, trying to tell people stuff. But uh, p- people do that sometimes. They'll, they'll tell you to do the wrong thing, sometimes in ignorance, but uh, often it's because they're the boss and they can make you do whatever they want. And sometimes it's to cover errors that happen occasionally too, uh, and other things. It, 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 what it does is it sort of makes you wonder who you're supposed to listen to, uh, uh, and you sort of have to measure out which ones you can trust and which ones not so much, and, and it's complicated. Uh, we, we're having the same problem here with, with Martha. Uh, I can imagine um, Mary and Martha in this situation, uh, especially with Martha, who is working hard. And, uh, and, and of course, the reason she's working hard is because Jesus is in her house. And uh, well, I suppose if you use your imagination a bit, you could uh, see how it would go if you had Jesus in your house. Um, you know you'd probably want to be a good host to, the, uh, to him because he's terribly important. Uh, and that would be a lot like what Abraham did in their, our Old Testament reading today where he sees these people come and he wants to take care of them. Uh, Mary's, uh, uh, Martha, rather, is in the same kind of place. And, and uh, even as hard as Martha was working, Mary is just sitting there listening to Jesus talk. Uh, it makes sense that um, Martha would be a little fussy because she's uh, taking it seriously that she needs to serve her Jesus uh, and uh, looking after him is important because he's important and there's a lot of stuff to do to make that work. Uh, So she wanted help in that and uh, she could not understand in her wildest dreams why Mary wasn't helping her. Uh, And and so in the end, she even even fussed at Jesus to, to make her help. I, I don't know if she caught herself in that a little bit later, maybe. Uh, I wonder <laughs> if, if you uh, are so absolutely adamant that you're right about what you think is best, that you're fussing at God to make it happen. You've you got to kind of watch out for that sort of thing. <laughs> and on top of that, <clears throat> uh, 
Well, it wasn't exactly a rebuke what Jesus said to her, but <laughs> he sort of made her um, back off of Mary because Mary was doing what was necessary. Although he didn't explain that very much. Now, I'm pretty sure uh, uh, almost any way you look in the Bible, the, um, there, the, even the parts that Jesus contributes himself, sometimes he talks about this as well, they all tell us to be of service to God. All over the place you see that. This you know. Um, and if I were Mary, or rather Martha, uh, I'd be confused too, because <laughs> Mary wasn't doing that, or so it didn't seem she was doing that, and, uh, and even Jesus doesn't agree that she should be fussing like she is, uh, and, uh, and, and sure, here she is just trying to be of service to her, her Christ. Um, she she uh, was of the impression, like anyone would be, that what she was doing was service to God. On the other hand, if you listen to Jesus, it's not entirely obvious that it is serving God, or at least, well, I mean, let me put it like this. Uh, if you're going to serve God, it would be useful for you to know what serving God looks like in any particular moment. And apparently Martha's still in the dark about that, even though Jesus is sitting right there. Uh, that had to be right difficult. Uh, do you ever get confused about what your service should be as you're walking around in this life? I mean, you're, you're not here all the time. You go out and you live and, and uh, uh, you're supposed to serve your God. Uh, and I know it is, for me, at least difficult to figure out what that service is supposed to be in any particular moment. That's life. Uh, I would suppose... If we're honest with ourselves, we're probably spending entirely too much time ignorant of what God wants us to do. <clears throat> In the end, you just have to trust that God knows what he's doing and uh, what he is inspiring in us is what he's doing. And that's supposed to work even when we don't really know. But that is a really hard thing to do. To just say, okay, God knows what he's doing. He's doing it in me. And hopefully I will be serving him in that capacity. Whatever that is. Except you stand in ignorance about that. So can you trust him with that? Is a big question. Can you trust God with inspiring you to do what you're supposed to be doing? Even if you're not sure what it is. Or is it more fun to fuss about uh, uh, fussing God to get everybody to help you properly or, uh, or fussing at people to get them to help you the way that you think it needs to be done. Because, you know, this is the problem. If we don't know what we're supposed to be doing, then we surely don't know what somebody else is supposed to be doing. And we really, really don't know what God is supposed to be doing. So we're walking around a little bit in the dark. That is the corrupt, sinful mess that we are. I guess there are better questions to ask. I, I think I'd like to start with this one. Uh, does your service save anyone from eternal condemnation? 
I think you know the answer to that. But uh, even when you are actually serving Jesus and whatever it is that that is, uh, even if you knew what you were doing, and even if you were serving Jesus, uh, would that save anyone? I think you know that you wouldn't save anyone. You might be helping, you might be serving, you might be sacrificing, but you're not saving anyone. That's not your problem. That's not your job. It's not as if you always know what is actually necessary in any particular moment. The other thing is you have no control whatsoever over the outcome of what you do. Because, you know, uh, I would imagine you've all done things that you thought were right and got in trouble for them. Uh, done things that you thought were wrong and it worked out great. Done things that were just completely done in ignorance and, and God says, yep, that's exactly what you were supposed to do. Uh, uh, well, you know what I mean. The outcome is kind of out of control. You're just supposed to serve. So we serve God. But uh, I think if you're really careful watching what the Bible says about that, you serve God by serving the people in this world, by loving them, by having compassion on them, by teaching them, not by controlling them, and not by making God do what you think is best. But do you know what service is required of another person anyway? I think it's pretty obvious that we don't. Um, it, uh, it's easy enough to understand. Uh, even if you think somebody should be doing things a certain way, you don't know what their lives are when they're not looking at you. You don't know their minds. You don't know their resources, their talents, their gifts. You don't know any of that stuff. So how can you call shots on them? Well, if, you, if you're honest about what Scripture says on top of saying you're supposed to serve, you also understand that it speaks somewhat generally. Uh, it doesn't tell you what your circumstances are and it just sort of sends you off and says to serve and to love and to be compassionate, etc. Uh, so, yes, you're supposed to serve. Yes, you're supposed to love. Yes, you're supposed to walk with Jesus uh, in the gospel. Yes, you're supposed to believe. These things are obvious enough in Scripture, but what, what Martha desires, what Martha even supposes Mary should be doing isn't what's necessary. She doesn't know that. And she's wrong about it. And Jesus tells her so. But you have to understand, God knows exactly what to do all the time. And he is doing it. He lives to serve you. To die for you. To rise from the death that he suffered for you. When he's with his disciples in the world, he teaches them he calls, uh, cares for them in a lot of ways. His wisdom is needed. This is what Jesus is talking about. His wisdom is needed. His service and sacrifices are needed. And not just for you, but for everybody. Even if you're in worship, it looks like you're doing something when you're here in worship, but you're, you, and well, you are. But as you serve God in your worship, that isn't the important stuff. What God does is the important stuff. <clears throat> uh, God teaches while you're here in the words that you hear. God forgives. God answers prayer. Uh, what you do in worship is you respond with gratitude uh, and speak the words to each other that he has given you to speak. In baptism, um, 
God gives his Holy Spirit. God gives his new life. God gives his forgiveness. And, and you give water and speak the words that he taught you to do in the first place, which isn't the powerful part. It's the stuff that God does when you do a baptism. Uh, when you're taking communion, which we're going to do today, uh, God reminds you of Christ's cross, that he died for you, that his body and blood are here, that his, uh, his forgiveness is here for you, that he encourages you, that he uh, uh, works at your faith. You give bread and wine and for a moment submission to this thing. God's service is needed. God's service is the one that is necessary. And without it, we would be nowhere. He creates you. He sustains you. He forgives you. He saves you. He grants you faith. And in that faith comes better service, better acts of love, a better walk with Christ. All of that is his doing. Your response is useful in service as we take care of the people of God in this world. It is encouraged. And what you mess up all is forgiven. That's Christian life. God serves and saves you, and then you serve. Um, there's that uh, bit in verse 42, one thing is necessary, Jesus says. The old book used to say, one thing is needful. It amounts to the same thing. But understand that Jesus is sitting there right then and there. Mary is paying attention to what he is teaching. Jesus is the one that is necessary. His teaching is necessary. The next meal that he and Mary and Martha share is useful and supportive, but not necessary. Because, well, mortality stands. But the cross is necessary. And his rising from the dead is necessary. Salvation for you is necessary, and you have it, because Jesus has accomplished this thing. Nothing else is necessary. There's only just that one thing, and it is all wrapped up in Christ, who has gone to his cross to save you. And you have everything that you need from him. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.